welcome to the Road to Wellville podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Terrell. Together we will explore our own wellness journeys, nurturing body, mind, and spirit. Join me as I talk to top wellness professionals from all over the world with a wide range of backgrounds and specialties. I invite you to discover, discuss, and design your own path on the road to Wellville. Welcome. listener, I am so excited to introduce you to Courtney Eileen today. Courtney Eileen is a spiritual teacher and intuitive coach. She's a sought-after speaker and the author of an audio guidebook, From Loss to Hope. Courtney is a Reiki practitioner, helping to clear blocks and create positive energy channels. Courtney, I came across your amazing work a few months ago in the Self Mastery Summit, and it really resonated with me. I can't wait to dive in and get to know you better and introduce you to our listener. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, this is exciting. So um, I just wanted to jump in uh, and uh, ask you to tell, you know, some stories. This podcast is all about, you know, teaching through telling your story. And I think for a lot of people on this healing path, there was an early event or situation that set them on the path. Um, so I was just wondering, was there an early event in your life that sparked your interest in wellness? Yes, it was actually, obviously, what happens to most of us is it's a complex. There was a bunch of things happening at the same time, but I guess what I would start with is the biggest event in my life, the biggest trauma, would be when I was 22 and my husband passed away. And my high school sweetheart, wow. obviously, you're thinking you're going to have your whole life together, and it was very traumatic and a lot of pain. And then it wasn't until about 10 years later when I was uh, remarried and having children that somehow, um, well, we were in <laughs> marriage therapy and the therapist was saying to me something along the lines of, um, you know, what are, what are you doing for yourself? That just took me on a path to, I became an esthetician. And from there I was led to Reiki. I had no idea what it was and that's what really opened up this path to wellness was trying to just find healing from the pain I was experiencing. And then it just, all of this beautiful, um, you know, all of the different things that we can turn to all the different energy techniques and the different healing modalities and all of that just started to reveal itself to me. So it's been a 10-year path now that I have been really learning and working and healing. And then I started to help others and do the same. So yeah, that's <laughs> long story short, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I have some really great experiences with Reiki um, too. Um, before I, we get into any of that, um, I just want to ask you, what is your definition of energy? We're talking about, you know, this healing energy and, you know, using this energy to heal this trauma that happened in your life. So what is your definition of energy and how does it affect our lives? That's a great question because I think we all can have a different identity around what energy really means to us and how we work with it. And especially if you're really new and these 
topics and terminology are just now coming to you. I see energy as we all are made up of energy. Everything on this planet is energy. So we tune into that, that we are. So it's taking us as a human body and looking beyond just the physicalness. So what is this energy you've heard of auras? Everybody has heard of different things. I kind of just lump that all into one. So it's just basically for me to start to feel into what is this other thing besides a physical body? And what does that start to look like to me? And then I've always told people, you'll be guided to the exact thing that is right for you. And I joke about Reiki being like a gateway because mm. it is, it's so many people hear about it or somebody mentions it to them like, oh, you're having this problem. You should look into Reiki. So it really, to me, is that opening gateway for people to start to uncover what is energy for them? What does this look like to them? And then they'll be led to different things. Because again, there's so many different energy types of techniques and modalities. And <clears throat> really for me, I just want people to see what is this beyond a physical body that you are, start to feel that. And then just imagine the possibilities for you and you will be led to them. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I, when you bring up energy too, you know, it seems like it's been something that's been around, you know, like uh, what Chinese call chi or qi, yes. right? It's like, uh, like in, um, like ancient Chinese medicine. So um, yeah, I guess it, it just has all these different um, definitions. Thank you so much for sharing yours. It just sounds like it's probably so common, you know, it's kind of this common thing that just um, obviously all of us have and different traditions have recognized in different ways. And the definition of Reiki is a, it's Japanese. So it's a Japanese reality. Mm. And uh, the key, the K-I at the end is that is the definition is the energy. And then the oh, R-E-I, the beginning of the word is the universal life force energy. So again, it's that we are all energy and it's that beautiful life force that we all are. And then the key is, you know, combining those two together. So, um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And it does to piggyback off of that too, what you were saying, it does go all the way back. Just the fact that when you look at Reiki and the um, history and the definition and so forth, it will tell you that it was rediscovered by Mikawa Sui in, uh, I believe like the early 1900s. So, but it goes all the way back. So this is sacred. This is stuff that that's been here for thousands of years and we're just rediscovering it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. So could you tell me a little bit more about what Reiki is? I mean, you kind of shared, um, that it's this kind of universal oneness energy with the key. Um, like how, how do you practice that? What does that look like if I was to come in and have a Reiki session? Sure. And again, these are going to look different for different, you know, practitioners, because depending on the type of Reiki that you're learning or who you learned it from the different lineage, it looks different, but I'll give you kind of my overview is when I first, first started doing Reiki, it was just a simple practice of Reiki, which is the, the uh, client would be laying on a Reiki table. If you're doing in-person, Reiki can always be done distance because again, we're just tuning into the energy. So you don't have to be in the room, but that person would normally be laying down and then the practitioner would be standing above them. The way that I was taught was not the exact hand positions. You go from one position to the next, to the next, to the next, 
But for my lineage, the way that uh, we were taught was to look more into the Boynson. Um, and I, I wish I knew the exact spelling. I want to say it's B-U-B-Y-U-S. Oh my gosh, I'm butchering that. B-Y-U-N-S-O-N. Uh, but I might be off by a letter. So that is really feeling into where it's taking you. So that's how I practice Reiki is I tune into where it is that I'm being drawn and then I work with whatever I'm feeling. And so for the practitioner, we will normally get hot, tingly. It will feel sharp in our hands. It will give us some signal of like, hey, there's some energy here that we need to kind of work with. And then the beautiful thing about Reiki is it is the one doing the job. The practitioner is literally, and this is what I teach, you are just the vessel. You are just an open channel conduit and it's running through you and into the person who needs to receive it. So really we have to get out of our own heads. It's not that we're controlling anything or really necessarily doing anything except for being kind of that, that person holding that, that space to let the energy come through us. And so as I started to work with Reiki, which a lot of us will experience, your intuition starts to get really on point and it will talk to you more and more and more. So these very quiet sessions started to be very loud in my mind because I was getting these things and I thought of like everybody, there's no way I could tell people this. I'm going to be the crazy person in the room. And so eventually after, um, I was checking the people out. So we just did the silent, you know, just moving the Reiki and doing all of that and, and balancing their energy. And then at the end of the session, I would say to them, what did you feel? Cause most people will kind of feel either floating. Um, they'll feel hot. They'll get something or they'll just feel super, super relaxed. And obviously some fall asleep. So I would tune in to say, what are you experiencing? And then I would start to ask, Hey, does this kind of make sense? And that's what led me into the next phase. And that's really working with your intuition. So you're still holding the main um, points of Reiki, which is, you know, working with their energy and doing and clearing whatever is coming through for them and just hearing and being open to what is this guidance? What are these messages? And that's what develops. So it's kind of hard for me to explain exactly what a session looks like now, but it's very individualized and it's all based off of what we're being drawn to. But for the type of work that I do and what has led to this phase now is I, I notice that my gift tends to be that I go into people's emotions. I am an empath. I can feel their emotions very strongly. So sometimes I'll feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to, I'm going to start crying right now. And then we just start to uncover that. Like, what is this? And somehow, some way it leads us down into kind of the root of what is being stored there. What is this root condition, trauma, relationship, anything, whatever is coming up. And then also sometimes it's being tuned into what the person is in their daily life. Some of their personality characteristics. Are they allowing people to kind of be too loud in their life and kind of controlling, or are they not speaking up and using their voice? And my main overall goal is always bringing us back to who we are in our truth, you know, connecting us back to our soul. And for a lot of us in this year, especially, it's been about rediscovering our power, rediscovering our purpose. And that's what a full session now looks like is you're getting the energy work, you're being balanced, you're receiving all that Reiki is going to send to you. 
And then it's whatever I'm also receiving that we need to explore and go deeper and uncover those roots and get you to uh, rediscover who you are and bring back your power. Because a lot of us like to, and not that we even know we're doing it, but in relationships and career and all of the things in our lives, we give away our power. And, you know, we're over giving, we're loving. And so we, we think we're doing good, but then you're depleting yourself. So that's a very long answer. But <laughs> no, thank you so much. I know I, so many things like popped into my mind. That was such a great um, description of Reiki and the way you, you use intuition to, um, to guide it. And you brought up um, empowering and power, which made me think of chakras. And I was just wondering how, um, like when you were talking, I just thought of my throat chakra when I was just listening to you, because I feel like to me, that's a place of power for me or a place where, uh, you know, if I'm not speaking up for myself, there may be a block. Um, so I was wondering, are chakras related to Reiki? I mean, I know they're energy centers. Yes. So, absolutely. Um, so how the- did they factor in? Yes. That was the first time I learned about uh, chakras was in my first Reiki one class. And so she gave us a little um, outline, you know, some hand handouts that really covered the chakras. And so because the chakra is where we store energy and each one has a different kind of um, the energy of it and what we work with. So your root chakra would be home, your foundation, your career, how you're rooted in the earth and all. And your sacral chakra is your passion, your co-creation life that you're living and a bunch of different stuff. Your solar plexus is that center house. It's how we see ourselves. It's our self-worth. It's all of those things. And when I work with people, I definitely feel a, a connection from the solar plexus to the throat chakra because it's really, if we're not using our voice to know when we need to say no, and to you know, just know that whatever is coming through us is going to be divine. You know, a lot of us are so afraid to speak up for ourselves because we're afraid of how it might. Um, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anybody coming off in a certain way. So we close our throat off from being able to speak. But when we really get in tune with ourselves and come back into that center where we're grounded and connected. That's another thing I could talk about, but it's really that sweet spot that I call it. And that's where, you know, everything coming through you is aligned through your heart and that it's coming through love. So when we get out of our brain and know that it's not the words coming from our brain, but it's what's coming really from this divine connection that we have and letting it flow through and knowing that it's coming through love. And then we can really start to speak up for ourselves and use that throat chakra because we're not afraid of hurting people with our voice. We know it's going to come out the right way and we're going to also be honoring ourselves, And that's that connection with the solar plexus into the throat chakra is this is who I am. I'm letting it be expressed. And the throat chakra is not just about the voice. It's about how you show up. It's about how are you expressing yourself? Are you trying to fit into a mold that you think you're supposed to be? Maybe you're not really dressing the way that you want to be dressing or that you really see for yourself or again, living in the home and all the different places. So all the chakras are connected and they can piggyback off of that in that way. Yeah. So it sounds like they're all really like, um, interrelated and you were talking about, um, this sort of like 
connection with your intuition and um, inner wisdom a little bit. And you kind of talked a little bit about what that connection looked like for you or felt like for you. And so it sounds to me as a practitioner, um, you definitely need to have this strong connection. And I'm just wondering, um, you know, if you wanted to give us any more details about how or what that looks like for you and how do you cultivate it for yourself? Yes, it's vitally important for all of us in this wellness industry to really take the time to see where you are also taking care of yourself because we tend to take care of everybody else and then we're not really tuned into our own energy. So if you're working on people, and I'm talking about even nail technicians, hairdressers, people who work with the grocery store, you're around so many people that you're really picking up a lot of other people's energy. And if you are not clearing that, you're going to store it. So as I was kind of mentioning yesterday, I wasn't feeling so good. And you have to check in, is this me or am I having somebody else's, you know, stuff right now? And what a technique that uh, we start with when we're really learning this and coming into our practice is every morning and every night I do two things. So every morning when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, take a breath, come into who you are in your truth. How does that look like for you today? Don't go in the to-do list. Don't go into all of those things. Know that you have this beautiful support team that a lot of us forget to communicate with. Um, So obviously I'm a spiritual teacher, so I definitely talk about this a lot, but we have a team of spirit is what I call it. And whatever resonates with you, it's God, it's creator, it's source, it's that higher power, the light. And it's all of the things that we have, our angels, our guides, our loved ones on the other side, all of the different realms. I just lump it up and call it a team. You have this team of spirit. So can you really need to communicate with it? Because a lot of us obviously know the laws. So the law of free will they're not going to intercede unless you're really having this open dialogue. And so much of uh, what we do is we take it all on ourselves. So I always suggest throw that all up into the air, turn that over to them. You're not alone. That was a separate point, but back to your morning ritual is you kind of just connect into that. Like here I'm one with my team. I know this is not all on for me today. Let me start my morning with the best beautiful breath I can and know that everything for my day is gonna be taken care of. That starts to put you into a different energy already of letting your day be way more in flow. And a lot of who your audience is is gonna have a big to-do list. They're juggling their own personal life, they're juggling their work, you know, all of this balance that we all hope to have. So that right there will start to already help your day, knowing that things will move around and shift as they need to. But again, you need to be in that open dialogue communication with that energy of knowing this isn't all on me. It's all going to be in flow. And so the next step in the morning is just to put yourself in a ball, a ball of light. Again, whatever resonates with the person. It's either a ball of light. You see it kind of as like a force field. It's, you know, I've heard of it called like a rubber ball. So you are in your space of your light, your soul, your energy, and all of that beautiful. And then knowing with throughout your day that anything that is not for your highest and your best just bounces off and goes back to where it's supposed to go. That will help us so much that we don't start picking up all this, you know, superfluous stuff that we don't need. Then at the evening, the way that you clear anything else that might have been picked up 
is just to, and in the beginning, I kind of swiped my hands around my body and, you know, the physical part of it too, but it's all with our intention, which is our thought. So everything that I teach and speak about can all be done simply with your thought, which is the most powerful thing because it is your intention. And so at the end of the evening, it's just, I set the intention, I'm clearing and, you know, releasing anything that is not for me, anything that is really not my highest and my best and let it go to where it needs to go. And for that, it's earth. We just release into earth. So that was what I was speaking about really quickly before, which is this divine connection that we have. So we breathe down, simple, super simple, keep it easy. There's so many different things that you can do, but always keep it easy. Take your breath with your intention. I expand my breath. And each exhale, I allow myself to go further down into the earth to feel that again, grounded, rooted, you are anchored, you are supported. Then you go up, breathing up, expanding your breath out through the top of your head. Same thing, we go all the way up, whatever that looks like for you. You're just going all the way up into that energy, God, source, creator, light, whatever it is. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking this kind of an invisible cord anchor and I'm placing it there and I'm open to receiving all of the wisdom, all of the unconditional love, all of the support from both from earth and from that above connection. And then I breathe into my center and I see that this beautiful light that I am, this energy I am expands into this beautiful ball around me. So that's the ball that you're staying in all day. And that's this beautiful protective kind of thing. And our goal, and I always put hashtags around it because it's the work, but you know, that's the work is just to come back to it, keep coming back to it. And that will set you up to have such a beautiful day. And when you release, you just continuously know, I'm just releasing all of this back into the earth and getting it out of my energy and that's a very simple approach to it, but it will expand for the person in whatever way, you know. So those are really, really important tips and tricks that we all need to be doing because there's so much stuff, especially with what we're going through right now with the energy of the world that just gave me chills because it is so intense. So we all really should be mindful of what's my energy? How am I showing up to protect my own energy? And then we can start to support the others in our life when we're really in tune with how we're showing up for ourselves. Thank you. What a beautiful practice. I can't wait to practice that tomorrow morning and tonight. You are such a gem. Thank you for sharing that. I've, I've done some similar kind of work with like Kundalini yoga, you know, envisioning kind of a green bubble around me that I really like, but the way you just um, laid that out was amazing. I cannot wait to try that tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, and it will get easier too. So just to say that we start out with any practice and it's in the mind. We've got to get it from the mind into just being in our energy. So that's where you're starting out with the thought, with the action. And like I was saying, I would swipe my hands all over my body. Then it will just transition into it just is. So know that for yourself. As you start any new practice and technique and all of those things, it's going to be very physical in its approach in the beginning. And then you'll just know, oh, it's just doing it. Like I just wake up in the morning and it just is, you know, and then the same thing. I'm just always noticing myself releasing. So it just becomes inherent to you because all of this we are born with. 
So it's just a process of reawakening to that that you already have within you. And knowing we all make it so hard. We make it so much more difficult than it needs to be. And these are the messages I get a lot for people is it is simple in what the philosophy and the theory is that we should do, but we make it hard. So come back, come back to let it be simple. And then it just will become a part of you and you won't even really be thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like really being conscious at first and then sort of integrating um, the practice. So that kind of made me think of another question. Um, I love the simple. Um, do you, but do you integrate anything? Like when you were talking about clearing your energy, I started to think about white sage or smudging. I started to think about like essential oils. Do you integrate any other like kind of physical tools in that energy clearing or music? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> if everybody could see my space right now, I have crystals all around me, oils all around me, angel card decks, or cards all around me. Um, but it's important that we know that these are ways that we can turbocharge, right? So when I pick up a crystal, it just is like, ah, oh, I feel good. I know that this is something that really resonates with me. We don't want to put all of our, you know, like eggs in a basket, if I were to quote my mother. <laughs> so like that it's, that is the power. No, we are the power, but those are just different tools that we get to work with that help us that much more. So first saying that, and then next, yeah, play with it, enjoy it. Because just like essential oils, each crystal has its own frequency, its own energetic vibration. So you will do so much beautiful work with your energy as you start to play with these different things. And then my goal is always that each one of us can do all of these things for themselves. So as you have like the Oracle cards, I call my angel card decks, um, then those types of tools will help you to uncover your guidance, right? Because again, we have that team. We want to open the dialogue. We want to say, Hey, sorry, I haven't talked to you in forever, but let's start to open this channel and show me what you got. You know, literally that's what I'll say. Show me what you got because we limit ourselves and our goal is to come back to being a soul and a light and an energy being where we know we are limitless and we are learning how to break free of the compounds of the mind and our society and everything that we've been told up until this point. And so we get to work with our guidance and listen to it. So come to a coach, come to a person, start to um, learn more. You'll always gravitate to the people you need to. I am a firm believer and there is no competition because each person has their own energy and their own message, the way that they're delivering it. So we are a beautiful collection of women, men, whoever is here in this industry to support one another. Because if a person goes over to you and then they come over to me, it's not that they're not going to go back to you. So there's so much in that. But the point being is that we all have this guidance that we can hear. So working with these crystals and these oils and these cards, they all have messages to share with you. So get out of the mind. It doesn't have to be hard. I'm a super A personality. So it's all been about letting go of control and all of that nonsense, which is, a, you know, it's a thing. It's not like you're just going to be over it one day either. It's a continuous process. It's a lifelong process to let go of the programs and all of these stories in our mind and everything that we've had, whew, come back to who we are 
have relationships with these different tools that are available to us and let them talk to you. Let them show you, hey, this is the energy vibration of this crystal. This is the, uh, if you Google or, you know, whatever, um, the meaning, the metaphysical benefit or the spiritual meaning of that crystal or that essential oil, you can start to work with these different things and uncover, oh, this is this emotion that I'm feeling. What does this emotion have to tell me? So the, it's like medicine, basically. It's like this medicine that we have from the earth. So let's use that. And then the fun part of the Oracle cards is just to let it be free, let it be fun and see what the support is there for you that can be like, oh yeah, I didn't see it that way. Or, oh, this is a good message. Because like all of us know, it's hard to do it for yourself. It's so much easier to do things for other people. <laughs> then you're like, well, what am I hearing for myself? What am I receiving for myself? So these are just tools I feel can get us there and support us even more. But don't put all of your energy into that like I have to have it. It's you and it's your intention that is really the tool that you need to be working with. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And especially in the in the case you were speaking of, like the cards, I have goddess cards and I like to pull one, you know, in the morning um, to just give, you know, give me a way to start my day and something to kind of focus my energy on. And so often I find that I'm already thinking about it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I already know in my heart, like, oh, today's about boundaries, for example, you know, like I know what's going on and I know that I need to be saying some boundaries and whatever the situation is, it's coming up today. And then I'll almost always like pull boundaries, that card or, right. you know, other, you know, or purify or whatever, you know, and I, I feel like it is something in my heart that I, a lot of times I already know, or maybe it's not concrete yet, but as soon as I pull that card, it's like, yeah, I knew that. It's almost like a, like a, just a reassurance, you know? Absolutely. That is what I get 99% of the time is it's just the confirmation that you needed to hear like, oh yeah. Okay. That is good. I am doing this. This is, you know, what I am focusing on. It's just like reassurance. Like you've got this, they're your cheerleaders. Like, here you go. Or there is that other one, like, Hey, you might've been thinking about this, but remember, cause you know, if you pull a card, let's say, and there's like, about, you know, gardening or, you know, earth and vegetables, like, oh, what am I putting in my body? So there's those kind of reminders in it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I find that way too, about like when I'm, you know, I choose crystals quite often um, intuitively, you know, just what's like speaking to me. And then I do some research on it afterwards. And then for example, you know, I had a rose quartz that I used to wear around my neck a lot at a certain time in my life. And I would just touch it and remind me like, yeah, open heart, like connect to your heart. Like whenever I would just feel it, it was just kind of this reminder of what I think I intuitively already knew I needed at that moment. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful way to work with the cards is just to kind of pull one every day and be like, oh, what should I work with today? There was another book I used to work with um, years back, which was Doreen Virtue's um, Ascended Masters and Archangels. And that was kind of how I did it too. I would just kind of sit with the book over my chest and put my energy into it, take a couple of deep breaths. That's why it's just, we start with everything because we get out of the head and come back into who we are with the breath. And then I just open the book and like, okay, show me what you got. What are we going to go through today? What, what should I work with today? So yeah, there's so many, I love that you brought that up because there's so many good things that we can do for ourselves in that respect. Yeah. And I find, I think when I was like kind of first starting my wellness journey, I, that was so helpful and it's still so helpful now, but, um, 
you know, I felt like it was, it was a really helpful tool when I was first starting to, you know, explore my spiritual side and, um, you know, just make some more inner discoveries. That was so helpful. Um, so I was going to say, oh, so you kind of brought up about Reiki being able to be done, um, distance yes. and, um, and you also kind of brought up about, you know, these different practitioners and how there's kind of space for all of us. And that's definitely what I found. In fact, the, um, when I started the website, Wellville, um, that was kind of my idea was, you know, I found one great, um, he was a chiologist, <laughs> Joseph, who's like, you know, so special to my heart. And he was the first practitioner that I started working with. And I had, um, I was having reflux at that time and just not feeling very well. And he was really the first person that was like, Hey, let's look at the root of this, you know, and how it could be emotional. And I think he was doing Reiki on me at the time. I didn't really know what Reiki was, but I just know that I would go to see him. He would do this kind of like physical work without touching me while I was lying on the bed. And then he would give me some ideas like apple cider vinegar, or breathing, like things I just had not thought of because my doctor told me Prilosec, you know? And so I just love this idea of getting to the root. I mean, that's kind of the idea is, is how do we get to the root of what is causing our discomfort and um, how there's so many different modalities that can help us get there. There's so many different practitioners that can help us get there and how so often it, it can even be emotional, you know, even though it's this physical ailment, um, how, how often it's like emotional, spiritual, and so I love how you were touching on this idea of like getting to the root of things, because that's sort of what the whole gist is about of, you know, my mission on Wellville is that, and, and, and I think my, my quote that I really like to go back to is um, when the student is ready, the teacher will present him or herself. Right. So it's kind of about creating this idea this, you know, place where, where you could find your teacher. And I think you are an amazing teacher. So I just had a couple more questions for you. Um, we, I think you talked about this already, but I wanted to see if you wanted to touch on any more about, you know, how pain can transform us. You know, we're having these discomforts, we're having these things that we, you know, want to heal and find this path towards wellness, but how does pain transform us? Oh yeah. Great, great, great question. Because a lot of what people will come to Reiki or come into this, you know, um, realm with is because something is showing up in their physical body. So they're having a knee pain or they're needing a surgery and somebody said, Hey, you know, you should go check out Reiki or blah, blah, blah. So it's presenting in the physical body because there's something you're ignoring. So now my, my parents are both doctors. So I am, I've been raised in Western medicine. I firmly believe in it. I understand it, but I also understand that there's a large component of it that people get lost in because they're only going to a medical doctor. They're only taking a prescription and there's so much more beyond than just putting the pill into our body and hoping that that's going to take care of it. If you're, like you said, not getting to the root then you're only putting the bandaid on the top and it's still there. So the pain is presenting in your life to show you, Hey, wake up for a second. Let's pay attention. And it's not exactly that pain. So as I teach Reiki uh, practitioners, when they're just starting to come into this and, and do this uh, work on others is that your, um, you might hear somebody call you and say, okay, I need to come to you because I have this knee pain and my doctor suggested Reiki. So you as a practitioner are bringing this client in, whether you're over the phone or doing in distant or in person, and your goal is not to just go focus on the knee and go, okay, I'm going to heal this knee. 
first of all, you're not healing anything. You need to get out of the head and leave the room basically. And you're just going to be there to hold that space and hold that energy because the Reiki is going to go in and go to an emotional, a mental, a physical, a spiritual level that you in your presence could never understand and, and know. So this person is going to say, oh my gosh, my knee feels so much better. But it wasn't the act that really did that. It was what was you know, happening under all of these surfaces that, again, we're not privy to know exactly what that looks like. But we are knowing that the pain is here to show us something. So what is this here to show me? And again, you, the person have all the tools you need inside of you, but it's very helpful to have a coach or somebody else be that person to kind of shine the light on it with you. But we're all able to look at something and say, okay, what is this pain really here to show me? And we get out of our head so that we can listen to that intuitive side and let it say, oh, oh, it might take me to a story, might, might show me an experience, a storyline that happened to me as a child, or there might be this underlying like trust issue that I have. So there's so many different things that it has nothing to do with the actual pain. And it's, and that's hard for me to kind of explain. I hope I did it justice because it can be so many different things that we have no idea. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes so much sense. And it made me think of as a yoga teacher, another thing that I say is um, injuries are our greatest teachers. So it, because, you know, if, like you could be practicing something, you know, doing something very physically wrong. Uh, you know, for example, I heard a, a really great yoga teacher yesterday talking about, you know, don't shift forward in chaturanga. So, I mean, that's just an example of maybe a, a yoga practice that you might be doing, you know, pattern that you're doing over and over again, that's kind of wrong, but you don't realize it's wrong and it's injuring you until you feel the pain. Right. And maybe it's kind of like that too. So it's kind of guiding your intuition. It's, it's like guiding your focus to somewhere that needs to be focused on right now. Maybe it's that buried trauma or um, other thing that you were talking about. Yeah. And, and so like you said, sense. it sparked in me too. You might be keeping yourself in a relationship that you are not supposed to be in. And you, again, for whatever reason, are keeping yourself there. So it's like, this is presenting just to say, hey, it's time to wake up. It's time to see something beyond. And another thing I'm getting a lot lately with a lot of clients is a lot of people are putting, like they're kind of creating these health issues for themselves. Mm -hmm. I think because it's like, I don't know what I'm experiencing. Life is crazy. And so if I can put all my focus into this health issue, then I take, you know, like it, it feels as if it's a control thing. Like I can control this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to fixate on it and I'm going to figure out how to fix this. And I'm going to go to all the doctors and I'm going to explore all the different holistic practices. And it's like, I'm putting all of my energy and my focus into this health thing, but you created it. What's underneath it. Why did you create that? Oh, because I'm spinning because I don't feel safe in life right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not grounding. I'm not connecting into earth. I'm just spinning in my human body and my brain all day. And that's what, you know, so it's, it's a lot that we're going through right now, but yeah, pain and all of these health things, 
is there to show us something. It's there to guide you back to who you are and back again to that soul. Who am I at this soul? Am I really honoring myself? Am I giving myself all that I need? Or am I keeping myself in a job and a relationship and a home that I should not be in? And it's like, wake up time. You can do this. And we're going to give you this catalyst this jumping point that says, okay, this you can focus on. And so it might lead you to the holistic practitioner, as you said, you know, so then you're going in and you go to all the other things that you're being led to. And what would have started as some crazy knee pain ended up being, oh, I wasn't honoring myself and I needed to get out of this, you know, situation I'm in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pain can really transform us and change our lives in that way. Um, you have given us so many practical takeaways already. I just, um, I, you know, like the morning practice and the evening practice and how to use the spiritual tools. Um, I just wanted to know if you had any other practical takeaways for our listeners who are going through some, some painful times right now. I think we need to just come back to, cause I mean, my, you know, my thoughts are, Oh, I could talk about all these, but what I'm really hearing is we just need to come back to the simplest form, which is communicating with ourselves and communicating with our, with our team, with our higher self, right? So the higher self being within the team, that's our first real starting point. I feel like for everywhere where we are is we're all spinning and let's take a breath. The first most important thing is breathe because I'm guaranteeing a lot of people's breath is stuck in their chest, really breathing into the belly, really breathing into the entire body. And then just that simplest form of connecting your energy through your breath and getting to that sweet pot, sweet spot in your center. That's the main message I feel like people could start with and that will help them open up that dialogue and communication. And from there, they will see things just start popping up and aligning for them. And one last thing I like to explain to people is we have this beautiful golden path before us. All of the things that are in your heart, your desires, all of that that you really see for yourself. When, again, we're out of our limits and everything is possible. That's that golden path. And so your team has been working for you well before this moment. So just if you're thinking, oh, I want to manifest or, you know, create this in my life. No, they've been working on it well before it ever popped into your brain. So what we do is we muck it all up. We muck up this path with dirt and debris and everything, which are our fears and our doubts and our worries. And again, keeping ourselves very limited in our brain. We're keeping ourselves in a box. And then we have the ability to take a broom and sweep away all of that stuff and come back into this golden path where everything will start appearing before you. The right person is going to pop up. The new job, all the things are going to start to appear. How do we use that broom is trust. I come back into trust. Oh my gosh, we could say this so loud so many times over and over again. Trust, trust, trust. Trust in who you are. Trust that you are safe. Trust you are provided for. That connection with earth is a mother earth, right? So the mother who always wants to nurture and provide and protect and give you all the things. I want to give my children all the things. So it's the same thing. You are being provided all that you desire, all that you need, but you keep it blocked because you're not trusting. You're not coming into who you are as a person in this life. And again, as the soul. And then 
we keep ourselves in this, oh, well, I can't make that amount of money. I can't get that da 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 or, you know, the clients and all the stuff. It's that is the dirt and debris that you put in the way, but you chose to put it in the way. You are keeping yourself in the box. Sweep it away, come back to trust, come back to your belief, and it will start to just pop up like you have no idea. And then believe in the magic, believe in the miracles. That is what is actually the norm. That is what's supposed to happen for us. But we keep it all blocked and it's no, open up, feel those arms outstretched like the confetti pouring down upon you and you are just soaking in it and basking in it. That's the joy, that's the excitement and the play that we should be in all the time and let it be easy and expect miracles, see the magic, see spirit showing up for you. Don't just second guess it in the brain. Don't go, oh, that's just da -da 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 coincidence. No, it's the magic, it's the miracles. Let it build and grow and be as expansive as it should be for you. You have the right, you deserve it. You are who you are, you're a good soul. Courtney, you are an absolute treasure. You're a gem. I'm so, I feel so lucky to have had you as a guest today. I feel like transformed just from our conversation. And I think I'm going to listen to it again over and over because it's what I need to hear, uh, especially the whole trust piece. You know, like when you, before you said trust, that just kept coming into my mind. Yes, trust, trust. And then you said it. I think my guides were, um, you know, giving me a little preview. <laughs> like to be playful, let them be playful, you know? It's it's the fun. That's what we're supposed to be in is joy, joy and play. Yeah. And then all the magic gets to show up for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So my last question is how can my listener find you? Okay. So my website is CourtneyEileen.com, which I'm sure you'll have probably a link below. Absolutely. And then, um, within there, I also have a lot of free resources. So there is a member vault link I have within when you subscribe on my homepage, it will take you into a member vault list where I have a meditation corner and they can get a bunch of different meditations. And then I also have that guidebook that you were speaking about from lost to hope, which I wrote many years ago. And then I recorded it as an audio. And then during the pandemic quarantine shutdown, I took each chapter and added to it. So now it's about over three hours of just kind of this, you know, all of this dialogue and whatever was coming and tools and there's some releasing techniques. So you'll get to know a lot about me because I'm releasing my own pains and traumas and stuff through it. So it's, um, it's all there through the website. Excellent. I am so excited to get to know you a little more. I did, uh, did peruse your website and it's beautiful and I cannot wait to take a deeper dive into it. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Courtney, Eileen. I look forward to talking with you again soon. You're, there's just so much to talk about and it's so fun talking to you. Um, so thank you so much. And I look forward to the next time. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. To learn more about today's guest and a wide range of other wellness professionals, please visit our global wellness community at wellville.com, W-E-L-V-I-L.com. I wish you so much wellness, and I look forward to meeting you again on the road to Wellville.